Hello internet and welcome back to the story nook. And today we are going to be reading uh an Ask Reddit thread. Something very new. Probably our first here, might not be our last. And the question of the day is what job or activity do you normally associate with jerks? So let's go ahead and read some of these very amusing responses. I'm a correctional officer. Not everyone that works in prison is an asshole, but there are a lot. My father is also a corrections officer. He says he often has to deal with other officers who act like it's a big power fantasy to treat the prisoners like garbage. He says it happens way too much. Luckily, a lot of those get fired. Where I live, tow truck drivers, there are many gangs who try and dominate each other. They see an accident and they already start hooking up your vehicle without permission. They see a solo one-man company tow truck. Five of them will come and bully him out, even though the car is hooked up and everything. Edit, yes, in the GTA, the incident where I witnessed one tow truck driver being bullied by five was in Boghan. He literally unhooked the car and mopped his butt out of there. Just found this news articles. Locksmiths did this to me once. I go to the locksmith service and called for them to get me into my car. Like three minutes later, dude in a plain looking Kia Soul shows up, opens my car, and I pay him and we move on. Before I even drive away, another locksmith rolls up. This one was the has the decal of the company I called on his truck. I say to him, oh, one of your guys already got me fixed up, thanks. And he says, shit, that wasn't our guy. That was just some asshole listening in on our dispatch radio and snagged our customer before we could get here. It's a weird business. Edit. This was in 2011-ish. I'm sure that these days any good locksmith agency dispatch is using an app or something rather than over a publicly available radio frequency. I see this constantly in my city. There will be one accident with a single car that needs to be towed and there will be like four to five other tow trucks milling around trying to steal each other's work. I doubt all drivers are asshole, but their companies are definitely run by major pieces of shit. Tow truck companies. Not repossession, but towing. They can basically steal your car and ransom it back to you with impunity. Know many people who have been illegally towed, and the company will lie about the circumstances, and there is nothing you can do. Literal parasites. My friend got ran off the road by a tow truck. The fucker merged over without looking and almost hit us. He went off road to avoid it and the airbags deployed from hitting a big ass curb to get off the road. Tow truck parked at the gas station 30 or so feet away and waited to see if we needed towed. The towing scam situation on the 401 highway in Ontario, Canada is bonkers. A lady from my hometown called CAA after her car broke down and a different company arrived claiming to be the CAA-approved truck. Spoiler alert, they weren't. They kept her car at their body sh shop and said she needed to pay like 8 k to get it back. <laughs> 
literally had my car stolen twice out of my own driveway because apparently my car was non-operational, which is odd because I drove it to work daily. Got in touch with the property management because the co-company said they had a contract with them, and lo and behold, they in fact didn't. Both times, it was around 2 a.m. while I was sleeping, never got any tow notice or anything. The second time, I just let them keep it because they wanted $3,000 to get it back, but it was starting to have transmission issues anyway, so it's their problem now. Tow companies are literally legal car thieves, and I have no respect for anybody who works for one. I reported them to the BBB, and guess what? They did absolutely nothing. A couple of years ago, I was parked in a zone that allowed parking at night, but not during the day. As I was walking out of my apartment at 5.58, couldn't park after 7, I see a tow truck pulling away with my car. When I get to the lot, he said his watch showed 7 before he started hooking it up. Like, bro, all our phones say exactly the same time. We had a cruise to make, and, or I would have fought it. I'll never trust a tow guy again. So many horrible tow stories. This was my first thought when I read the post. I can't believe I had to scroll this far. Predatory tow truck companies in is the bane of, to all normal car owners. One time a tow truck driver that towed my girlfriend's car twice, once because she had her resident tag hanging in a visitor spot, and the second time she had a visitor tag hanging in our reserve spot. I saw the tow truck driver of the same company driving by while I was walking the dog around midnight, so I flicked the dude off. The motherfucker driving ends up turning around, pulling up next to me as I'm picking up my dog's poop, and the motherfucking driver pulls a gun on me. I looked at him and told him he was going to lose his towing license and face charges. He eventually cooled down and apologized and asked me which car was mine and which one was my GF. He promised not to tow our cars in the future. Which I wasn't going to believe, but we just made sure not to give him any excuse to tow us anyways. That guy was a douchebag. Those fucking people who spam social media comments with, Learn how I made 3000 in a week, 30000 a week with cryptocurrency. Message at link for more details. Edit. Just anyone who shoves cryptocurrency down people's throats. Like, I get it, you made some money. I don't fucking care. I invest in crypto, but my whole group of friends have made it their entire personality at this point. I'm happy they're passionate about something, but damn, it gets annoying really fast. Those family YouTube channels that have like 50 different channels for each family member, including the dogs, and then the one for the full family... They only shout when they talk and do a bunch of shitty challenges. I feel in real life they are total assholes to everyone in their neighborhood. We've banned quite a few of them in our household over the last few years. We've noticed our son, who is now nine, becoming an asshole and trying to talk to us like some of the kids talk to their parents in these videos. That and expecting us to buy every single game, toy, desire he wanted because they got them. Luckily, we keep tabs on what they watch, and it was pretty easy to see where the influence came from. We also had a really good talk with both our kids about the reality behind the scenes on those videos and how those families are making money doing what they're doing, which stopped a lot of the demand issues. Yes, and basically exploit their kids for views. Have you heard of Jordan Shanine, 
Go look up the video of her making her son cry for the camera, no matter how wholesome they may seem. I imagine all family YouTubers to be exactly the same behind the, the scenes. It's child labor, completely unregulated, completely unmonitored. Their kids are always on, always making money for the family, always acting, always working. There's a reason why child actors have such strict regulations and they still end up fucked up a lot of the time. Call scammers. I once told one I was robbing the house so I hoped the homeowner wasn't in. Then I told him he better not fucking snitch or I'd find him. He agreed and said good luck. Unreal. I just had one call me the other day. The fake social security cam. I was so fed up with getting them that I pressed the button to be connected and said, Yeah, I have a question. How stupid do you think I am that I fall for this? And she replied, I think you're about 10% stupid because Americans fall for this shit every day. Then we proceeded to have like a two-minute argument where she tried to justify scamming because it is the U.S. government that gives us the data to scam you, lol. Oh man, I love getting those calls and waste their time by imitating an old man barely understanding and make them repeat five to six times. Then I fake the interest fear after almost 20 to 30-ish minutes, depending on what the call is about. Then just laugh at them and hang up. Edit, for those saying I'm wasting my time, I could say the same about them wasting their time telling me on Reddit. I get these calls like two to three times a year, top. At best, I waste an hour and 30 minutes of my life a year. I still have 8,698.5 hours a year to do my things. No need to jump to conclusions. I do that all, all of my time 24-7. Ends rant. You should check out the Trafficked with Marina Van Miller on National Geographic. She's a journalist that goes into some really dangerous situations. There's an episode where she goes and talks to the people that run these call center scams. They're in Jamaica, and apparently it's become more lucrative than drugs. It was pretty interesting. These people had no remorse. They basically said, if you're stupid enough to fall from one of our scams, then you deserve it. My favorite was one was some guy telling me that my dad was in jail and they needed me to wire them 2000 for his bail. I cast automatically and said, where did you find him? He's been dead for nearly 10 years. They hung up. YouTube pranksters. Pisses on strangers' shoes, destroys a stranger's cell phone, smashes a window car, commits actual armed robbery. It's just a prank, bro. Apparently, some dude literally tried to rob someone as a prank and got killed. Destroying a bank and gifting the owner with a new one. Without the money, of course. One which annoyed me is one of these YouTube prank channels walked around with scissors chopping people's earphones and gifting them some new Bluetooth headphones. Like, sure, at least you gave them something, but I'd be so pissed if it that happened to me. I don't use headphones. I don't use Bluetooth. My trip to work is long. I want something easy to keep track of and able to shove in my pocket while being able to listen to my surroundings still, but not... Now I have to order a new set of earphones and walk to work and back on silence. People were def defending him like he was a god. Commenters defending a prank where a husband staged the death of his and his wife's kid in an over-the-top action movie way. 
the ones where they pick up girls and run off with them like a kidnapping break. Holy fuck. I would be actively trying to strangle them and claw out their eyes. Remember Sam Pepper who assaulted women on the streets as a prank? Those people who work at the mall selling some kind of overpriced fake-ass product, i.g. Orgo, which will snatch your arm, who will snatch your arm as you walk by and rub some unknown chemical on you before you have a chance to react and then launch into their sales pitch with very aggressive hard sales tactics. I'm pretty convinced you have to be at least psychopath adjacent to take that kind of job. I barely nearly hit one of these people once because I just went shopping. I was carrying a bag and thought they were trying to steal it. I've also heard of people having allergic reactions to products because the people just automatically put them on without even asking whether a person has allergies to any chemicals. I'm sympathetic to all the people who lost their jobs during the pandemic, but I really hope COVID kills that job in particular. Also, MLM sells wraps. You could be sweeter than a sugarcoat kitten before you get involved in an MLM, but after you join, you turn into a major pushy asshole. Debt collectors are also almost always assholes. Also, special hate out to the TSA agents and Wells Fargo. Mall kiosk workers are like human pop-up ads. I got sucked into working one of these jobs for a total of four shifts before I ghosted the entire company. We weren't being paid a base rate at all, so our only money we earned was from a percentage of the perfume we sold that day. I made a total of $7 working four 12-hour days, and we had to pay rent to the owners of the company for renting their products to sell. So did we just get into further debt and not make any money? I could never go through with a sales anyway. I felt way too bad to yell slash grab a random strangers and was pretty shocked at how people did. But I understood the desperation. They didn't leave us a choice. Fucking shitty job, though. I don't think it's even a job and more just a scam exploiting really vulnerable people new to the country. People who are desperate as fuck and don't have many options. I had a really bad experience with one a long time ago. He had one of those kiosks in the middle of the mall, and he sold all types of hair accessories, including a hair straightener that was cordless and could stay hot for a very long time. He would start talking to you and praising how great you looked and how much better your hair would look straightening and go into his feel about how long the straightener could stay hot for without having to be plugged in or recharged. And while saying this, he just casually starts straightening a section of hair. The problem is that I wear wigs, generally ones that aren't made for of human hair, and they make decent quality ones now that you can use hot hair appliances on, but this time I wasn't wearing one, and before I could stop him, he had a section of hair on the strainer which instantly melted and stuck to the strainer and started smoking and smelled terrible. I was extremely shy back then when this happened, so I was just like, what the fuck just happened? The guy apologized profusely, and I probably should have made a big deal out of it, but I was just pissed off because the wig was noticeably messed up. The kiosk disappeared shortly after that. And it, wow, I really thought that my comment would just be lost like the rest of the comments. And I also never thought that so many people had similar experiences with these people. Looking back, there was definitely ways I could have handled it better instead of saying nothing and leaving. There was a lot of other things going on in my life at the time and my brain short-circuited. And the only thing I wanted to do was get out of there. 
I'm still a non-confrontational person, but I absolutely would have lost my shit on the guy if this happened now. I still rock my wigs every day, though. Holy baby Jesus. Here in Texas malls, we have a huge problem of hyper-aggressive salespeople hawking Dead Sea bullshit. Sugar-coated kitten. This scrunches the fuzzy parts of my brain almost as much as watching a fox shake snow off of itself. I have a theory that the mall people are all fronts for drug dealers and money launderers. There's never anyone buying anything. At least I have never heard of anyone or saw anyone actually buying something. Teenage me once got too close to one of those shits in the mall. It was a makeup thing and they had pretty nail polish on display. The lady was talking about some magic pimple concealer and, well, my pimple face was right there, so she grabbed me and dabbed some of that shit on my cheek without asking. So first, thanks for the confidence boost. Second, it caused a flare-up within 30 minutes. So I came back just to show people the wonderful effects of her product. She wasn't happy. We have this thing called Marmitol in Switzerland. Don't ask me what part of the Marmont is in it, but some creep just once just took my arm and rubbed the stuff all over my two-week-old tattoo. I was livid. I went into anaphylactic shock one time because of those jerks. I was only 12 years old. I now have zero tolerance for those people as an adult. I was It was specifically the Dead Sea Lotion people. Maybe if more of those people got punched in the nose in response to grabbing someone, it wouldn't happen as often. My kids all know the plan, but as soon as we start getting near one of these mall kiosks, I start scolding them and arguing with them for some made-up issue. The key is to act very pissed off so that they're scared to interrupt. I haven't been harassed by a mall kiosk salesperson in years. My kids think it's hilarious. I nearly hit one of these people once. I did hit one once. I'm allergic to a component used in some cheap fragrances, and I got sprayed by a perfume vendor on my way in to do a point-of-sale install, went straight for his face with my heavy-ass bag of tools, and then started screaming for security. Thank deity I was actually allergic to whatever he sprayed on me, because I caught the salesperson's nose and he was bloody. The fact my arm and shoulder were red and swollen really helped sell it when I told the police he assaulted me with some unknown chemical and it burned. One time I was at a mall for an interview and I was leaving a woman about my age, early 20s at the time, stopped me to try and sell me a hair straightener styling, try to sell me a hair straightener styling set or something. I was so awkward and incapable of just saying no, so I let her do her spiel, frayed interest until she finished, then I told her I didn't think I had the money to make a purchase at the moment. The other sales girl there told me that there was an ATM in the food court and I could check. I said, sure and was going to use the opportunity to run, but then the first one said she would come with me because she didn't know exactly where the ATM was and wanted to know just in case. So I let her follow me all the way through the ATM. She stood pretty much beside me while I stood there like a fucking idiot, swiping my car and fake checking my balance, and then when I finally told her that I just couldn't do it, she, she hugged me and walked away. Now I just say no. I never had that happen and they better hope they never do it to me they put me in the hospital from a re allergic reaction though if they near where perfumes bear that 
might explain why I've never seen this. Physics. Exploiting vulnerable people is all it is. Edit. I'm not talking about those for fun ones. I'm talking about those who get paid for saying vague shit about the indefinite future and communicating with your dead relatives. Oh, it's psychics. I wrote that as physics. My spouse and I went to a psychic fair thinking it would be fun, a fun little experience. Turned out the whole event was full of disabled or terminally ill people looking for a last resort healer and in turn getting scammed. It was extremely depressing. Sylvia Brown telling a pair of manic parents that their abducted child was dead on TV has to be right up there for me. Kid turned up alive. Thought you said physics for a moment. See, it's not me. Guess, don't be the 100th Luft balloon. I see small town psychics as performing pastoral care for those who don't like church or therapy. My relative was told he'd get a new job, and he did, but I think it was the confidence the fortune teller gave him. I'm not a fan of big-time psychics, pastors, life coaches, etc. It seems like spiritual helpers are corrupted by power slash money. Shouldn't psychic friends be the ones to call you? Hello, Susan. I know you're going through some kind of crisis. I'm seeing a very large woman with blue hair wearing a Sears poncho. Who are you, and how did you know? I honestly think if someone were psychic, they wouldn't be advertising it as a career. Mega church pastors. Here in my country, one of the heads of a mega church tried to claim the image and idea of Jesus as part of their church, meaning everyone who mentions Jesus without them would need to face copyright issues. It didn't work. Ah, yes, those who love to preach about loving God and putting aside material wealth and possessions in the service of others, and then drive posh Porsches or BMWs and live in small mansions or high-end gate communities. I deliver food for a distributor. By far, the worst people to deal with are at com country clubs. My sister works in catering. She says the same thing. Not the staff, but the members. Every single amenity about those places, even down to the design of the loading dock screams, I hate the working class. My sister says that when she has to serve in one, people don't even look at her. They just snap their fingers or hold up a glass or a plate and get mad when their will isn't done immediately. Shameful. I worked about five events for Wolfgang Puck Catering, and it was an absolute nightmare. Not only was it the most disorganized, chaotic work environment I've ever been in, but the clientele were just asshats. Between asking for special orders at one option wedding, <coughs> one option wedding dinner, and just the general, I'm better than you vibe. It was a real treat. I only planned to work part time with my fiance to help save for our wedding, but I told him I couldn't take it anymore after about five events. He'd been working there part time for several years at that point, so he understood. I will also say that there's some fellow butlers who made it awful, too. I was drying wine glasses and packing them, and some dude comes up and starts telling me how to do it, and not in a helpful, friendly way. I was like, you're telling me how to dry a glass. I just couldn't stand that place. 
that loading dock thing hit home. I used to work for a wedding slash entertainment company, and we'd have to deliver and set up the speakers and lights and all of that to places where people had receptions. Most of the time, it just it took just two people, one to two trips, to get all of our stuff home from the van to the reception area. Any regular venue would usually be fine with us just coming in through the front door. Country clubs, though, they freak out if you even suggest walking through the front door. They make always load through some fucking ancient loading dock that always connected to the kitchen. It's absolutely impossible to navigate around a fully staffed, busy kitchen when you're rolling giant speakers and AV equipment around. The worst part was that the loading docks were always meant for commercial trucks, so when we pulled up in a van, our bumper was never close to being flush with the dock. We can't use a little ramp at that point because the angles are too steep. Angles are too steep. This would leave us having an awkwardly having to awkwardly lift a bunch of equipment that wasn't meant to be lifted or figured out how the fuck we are going to use the stairs connected to the dock. This would inevitably tack on an extra 30 plus minutes to our setup and leave at least one of our team members super sore or injured before we could even set up. All because they wouldn't let us use the front door because fuck the working class. God, I don't miss that gig. 100% correct in that take. I worked at multiple country and yacht clubs. The majority of those members have absolutely no sense of decency towards the help. I used to work as a wine waiter in a golf club. One time I worked their annual meeting. They had three glasses of a membership. Youth, junior, and adult. The junior membership was for 16 to 21, but cost the same as as adult. There was a proposal to abolish the junior membership. Some old buffer stood up and said a speech about how they shouldn't do this, as all young people are communists and they'll tear down this institution. Ah, yes. I remember that bit in the condition of the working class in England. When Mark says... The revolution will start in the main lounge bar of Walmy Golf Club. I can believe that 100%. I used to work in the pointy end of their jets. I don't think some of those people could survive a day on their own without someone waiting on them hand and foot. And woo, we've been doing this for about 20 minutes. So we're going to end this episode story nook here. I hope you had a good time. I hope you brought something nice and cuddly to keep you comfy and i will see you on a later episode of the story nook um currently for me i am still waiting on my fucking covid19 test results because we had a covid scare last week we took a test but the test results still haven't come in they said two days and it's been like four or five i don't know I've called them several times, and I keep getting an answering machine. So I'm I'm just leaving messages at this point, because I can't go to work, and I can't bring in money, and I'm having a bit of an anxiety attack. So yay. So make sure you all stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, because I have to record a whole bunch of these, I might just schedule these out, or you might be getting a couple of episodes of the Story Nook a week until I'm able to get back to work. So, yay. Enjoy that. Bye-bye.